Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already know the vibes. Shibuya Station. Shibuya Wave Radio. You had to switch it up on me, niggas. Today I got my boys. Imperial underscore lion underscore gunning. Yeah, my Lambino on Twitter. It's your boy Word Drew on Instagram. Go check it out. Go follow that. You know the vibes. So, Uncle Drew pulled up again, and he's re- and, he, and he read some chapters of out. So, <coughs> first of all, we're gonna commend you because. First of all, like you I don't read anger. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> don't read. So how do you feel about one that you decided to read? Bro, this is the best manga I decided to read, bro. Yeah, I have made a great suggestion, bro. This, this is a great suggestion. What do you like about it? What are some things that interest you or intrigue you? Bro, the whole like the the fits, bro. The fits. They be having the best fits, bro. I guess be really getting it in the best fits. Best fits I seen was Dolce and Gabbana trainers. Then niggas had the YMCA and B hype. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh man, they really did it, bro. Niggas Son. had Uptowns on Nikes. I'm like, oh. Nah, that shit was kind of like. Nah, facts. That, that, that's the one, bro. No cap. Bro, storyline. I'm so happy that you're reading it now, but the storyline is just kind of a little bit blah for me, OG. How could they just like not find no more translators? We need a translator. Billy! (laughs) (laughs) Nah, niggas definitely need more more translators. But at the end of the day, we not paying these dudes to do it. So it's like, that's a big fact. They're going to do it. That's completely up to them. If not, then the story left as a cliffhanger. Not you know, true. We, we need them chapters, right? <laughs> we definitely do. I'm getting like, please, sir, can I have a chapter? Caps more. But niggas want to know the vibes. We talking about out today. This is out by... I forgot this dude's name, but this nigga lit. Oh, this is out by Makoto Mizuda. <clears throat> like we've been talking about in previous episodes, like what have we been talking about in previous episodes? Oh yeah, like when we talking about the um how out and how it progressed. Sometimes we put it out, sometimes we didn't. But you know, it's a delinquent manga. Mm-hmm. It's about this dude Taguchi Tatsuya um Taguchi Iguchi Iguchi. Sorry, I fuck. I'm fucking up. And <laughs> so he's um he went to juvie. And now he's moved to Chiba, he's on parole, and he's just trying to stay out of trouble, but the whole story is just fucking crazy, bro. That's a fact. And all this nigga she's trying to do is just chilling his grandmother's, I mean, not his grandmother's, his aunts and uncles on restaurant work, and just chilling vibe, bro, but it's like trouble always keep finding this dude, bro. Mm -hmm. And now he's like in the snap dag in the middle of two gangs. That's like on some revenge and they be both cool with these cool with both of the leaders at China um Yoshiki. Mm-hmm. Yoshiki. And it's like like when you look at the characters, it's like how can you hate Yoshiki, bro? You really can't until you know the more, bro. That's really crazy. Son, that part when he was at the um when he first got initiated 
coming out of juvie and they had to like show all the gangs that um Kai Kun brought together and he had to show them like he was that nigga and like on cue when he hopped on the car fireworks <laughs> she was fire bro then he gave the nigga his nails and that nigga wore that shit as a necklace bro <laughs> This nigga is crazy, but I just can't wait for niggas to get to um Joku. Yeah, I'm trying to see what's, what's bro, going with that, bro. Okay. I need you to get get us with Joku, but it's too it's too late, bro. Cause we want to start talking about Joku. I, <laughs> I gave you time. OG, you know I'm up to date on it. I'm, like they left this off at chapter 159, so I'm up to date on the story. So, but bro, it's so. like fuck it. Let's do a Griffith, like if Griffith was wrong, like not not even say this the the sixth generation. Let's just say was Joe Coon wrong, bro? After all the shit you seen between him and Achan, how he even met, what he did for him, how he moved, was he wrong? He was wrong in the sense of his crazy dominant power. His power made him like made others fear him to the point where they didn't even want him around. So niggas was just scheming on him, plotting to take him off. But he didn't grease his mans. But he never greases mans. Never greases mans <laughs> unless his mans. his mans betrayed him. Okay, I mean, that's anybody that's in his grounds when they kill old boy with the white hair, Rukia, Rikia, for guy's name, and he had him impaled. Exactly. That's, so come on, bro. Cause you came for the god after yo. When I saw that, it, it painted Jokun in a different light. Like it made him look wild, evil. I ain't gonna hold you. But then when when you found out what he did for Achan when he was little, yeah. Nah, bro. Prevent him from, prevent him from committing suicide by jumping off. Yeah, then killing the um, the, father like when the he father beat from, him near death for like what he's using his mother's prostitute, mother's prostitute and a slut working yeah. out. Okay. Yeah, I see. I see it, and I respect him for saving Archon and everything. But come on, son. That's what everybody you took Rukia's death kind of hard in the sense of. But Rukia came for Joko. Okay, that's your man. Y'all was plotting. Y'all trying to end the war. Okay, I get it. But at the end of the day, y'all should have came. That's your leader. You should have came to your leader and told him, yo, this and that, this is what's really going down. Just like what Achan did, did with Maguro. It's like, you should have just came into your mans and been like, yo, this is what it is. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. All right, you know he's he's wild. You know he don't do that. Oh, yo, Jokun probably would have just stayed underground if that was the case for him to like for y'all to kill him. Yeah, he could have just stayed underground, staged the death, just like um Achan did for um what was the nigga name Kigo mm-hmm. and how they staged the whole shit with um and now Tsuguchi. like but it's I've, like niggas wasn't thinking, son. They was backstabbers and they got what they deserved. Not even fucking juvie. Fuck y'all niggas. And now y'all trying to come back because y'all mad trying to take down Kilito. Cause niggas killed no nigga. Fuck that shit, nigga. Okay, so a couple of things. Kigo right now came back in a fight when Furin is fighting versus the Kilohito generation fight. So now they left us off with Kigo is returning from God knows where. Nobody know where the fuck Kigo was, and now he's just suddenly reappearing. And Furin is just like, Yeah, I'm wondering when how long you go you is gonna show up and shit. Just like, okay. But now, 
Akchan is just like the Akchan um Megora situation where he just like tells him okay not fucking Magoro I'm sorry the nigga with the fucking Taguchi Taguchi there we go thank you I mean Meguchi sorry sorry Meguchi that's the big nigga yeah Meguchi he's go ahead and telling him now he's kicking him he kicked him out of the um out of the gang and he's basically that's Taguchi huh that's Taguchi he oh. kicked Taguchi out it T- was Taguchi Taguchi right mm-hmm. So they kicked him. They kicked him out. Oh, yeah. and then he and then he made a side deal with him, and he said, "You can come back on under the terms that you prove yourself that you're still loyal to Kirihito." So that's why he did all that other shit. Yeah, makes sense. But nah, he even staged a death boy like put the because um uh, yeah he grew t- t- wasn't it took. Meguro, his face. No, I'm talking Meguro, about um, Tatsuya. Tatsuya okay. came through with the family's um goat. They were ordered a sheep. No, it was sheep meat, and they ordered that shit. And then it was like they wanted the whole shit, so they took to get the brains from the um the the sheep or whatever it was a goat, and they they put it out and staged on Meguro's death. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's his name? No, you right, Meguro's death. Yeah, and then um. Ego? No, Meguro. Yeah. Um. Yeah, niggas violated. Yo, OG, the part that gets me, dog, the ending chapter that left us off at the cliffhanger, that phone call. Now, now, Jay, hold on, because we really, we really got to talk about this shit. Talk about suspense. Yeah, nigga, Uguchi is just talking with who? My son. Who's the sixth gen leader? Um, Yoshiki? No. Yoshiko. Yoshiki. So now he's on the phone with this nigga and trying to prevent the phone call from, from letting Kaikun know who he's on the phone with. Yoshiki is talking to Iguchi this whole time. Iguchi is like promised Akchan that he would not take no part in the war. He pressed him about it like several times and my son said like, I'm not doing anything in the war. Got my family and got my, my, my friends to think about now. Good. But now, right? He's on the phone with Yoshiki. So now... That's his man's. Son, that's his man's? That's his man's. Since when? Since that day. Something nah. Like the same girl. Nah. You know what I think? What? I did think that, like, niggas took his aunt and his uncle captive and just held them under some, like, threatening shit. Like, yo, you gonna help me get this nigga Akshan or I'm gonna fucking off your aunt and your uncle. Because that's the type of niggas they are. You know what I'm saying? The type of nigga that Yoshiki is, he's like, he's willing to do whatever he wants. But Akchan is the same. And when he took off his nails for that big nigga, when he took off the nails for that big nigga, bro, you could tell he would go through as, and no matter matter what, bro, any lengths to get what he want, bro. That nigga said he ain't gonna fight him, though. And they was jealous of Joe Coon, bro. They was jealous of Joe Coon, bro, and they wanted him dead, because that nigga was crazy, son. 
That nigga was crazy. He was winning a war, bro. Cause he, yo, I'm niggas like, was attacking any, yo, Joko was attacking any gang, bro. He ain't give a fuck, bro. He had, yo, he was making torture tapes, doing all type of shit, bro. bro this you nigga know what I really crazy. Feel like? I feel like it's Kai. I What's feel like Kai? he finessing uh, Yoshiki. Nah, bro. Like he doing smart. like some shit, bro. But this is the crazy thing. I feel thing, like it's dude. really him on a low. Nah, it isn't, bro. bro, because the chapter ending of the chapter where they left off. That's what I'm telling you to keep reading. You gonna see Yoshiki's on the phone with Iguchi. So he's like, all of this Kai Chan don't know about. Kai don't know about who he's. Because he on don't the phone remember about. Kai. Kai Chan do shit, um, because Joe Kun puts himself in a certain light, right? So he don't do certain shit in front of Kai Kun. And that's the same thing with Kai Chan and, uh, and Yoshiki. Yoshiki, he like he he has he's he's seen in another light by Kai Kun. Mm-hmm. So when he doing underhanded shit, they don't do underhanded shit in front of each other. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So because they want to stay like a certain perspective of each other, and that's what that's the, that's the dynamic that causes them to 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 really run shit. To put it to put it simple, this nigga Kai Chan <laughs> ordered Taguchi. To murder Maguro in order to prove his alliance to um, Kiorekin, the new gang that like they have. So now he's going and he's like, "Yo, I'ma do it. I'm with it." All of this, Yoshiki don't know about. Yoshiki don't like know about none of this. Kai is moving on his own terms, and Kokudo um, Iji Nikaku, he he never trusted Kai neither. He always had his doubts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the, the Kakaru brothers, when they was fighting Maguro, Maguro was in a fucking tough spot. But a lot of shit, crazy shit happened. But he fucking prevailed. I got a shit like, that's why I fucking love this nigga. And I know he never trusted Kai, but like Kai never really did nothing to, like, to ever like betray them, bro. That, I that like was a pretty like, cool. Kai has Kai is just the mentally I like the brothers. Yo, <laughs> no cap. I really like them. Facts. They had the tall linky nigga and then the other nigga. <laughs> yeah. Who was it? Yeah. Ikaku and Nikaku? Um, yeah. Iki, Iki um, and, and Nikaku. Yeah. But yeah, so these two niggas, man, the dynamic between these brothers, bro, like, nigga carried them, ran like 20 blocks just to go to the hospital. Nigga panicked. Nice. Then my son had the injury within his back that yo, he was not. Fight, yo, son. Jay, Maguro could not know where the where the pain was at first. My son had to pinpoint like, yo, where I could get him that he's never showing the opening at his back. Somewhere on his back, the spot gotta fucking be there. So I gotta just find the spot. Nigga said, the fucking spot that you even thinking about healed up or fuck already. Yeah, right, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, nigga. Fuck out of here, nigga. My son hit him one time in the back, nigga said, oh, coughed up blood. Serious? You that shit up, nigga. My nigga, like, it's really an intense fucking fight scene. Out got so much fucking good fight scenes in it, I can't wait to discuss it with fucking Clover. That's why I gotta just get on it, son. This and nigga so Kenzo this too, Jay. Kenzo like moving sneaky on the low. Nobody trusts Kenzo. Kenzo forming his own little K. That nigga low key a killer, bro. You know, you you know why you know why I gotta respect Kenzo though, because oh I can't because Kenzo was a fucking smart nigga. 
All right? I'm not in a fucking gang. I'm going to fucking use my fucking talent to get my fucking bread. You want to fucking use me to fight? I'm going to fucking fight. But you're going to pay me the right price. Yeah, fuck with it. No. Certain gangs can't pay. And certain niggas ain't with it. And certain niggas want to prove themselves. So, you know? Yeah. I feel you. But not everybody can pay for that shit, man. I mean, you'll be charging, taxing. But that you got to do what you got to do. Certain niggas is in situations where it's their life on the line. You lose your gang, you lose everything. What you saying? So in, Japan, in Japan <laughs> right now, gang life is all they like. They live in a wicked spot right now. Sons is dressing up in Dolce and Cabana. Dita's Nike Gucci on the feet. Boy. Gang life is everything, nigga. Like, when you in that, that delinquent scene, bro, it's like... That's why I'm gonna get a motorcycle, boy. Cause that shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yo, Jay, you know what? Another scene that impressed me along in the Out series what? when Taguchi met with the leader when Kaichan finally brought him to the scrapyard where they was hiding out at, yeah. and he was trying to convince the um the leader of the the Nigerian yes. the Nigerian guy. Niggas sawed off his arms, sawed off his own arms, son, off of one of his teammates. Nigga wanted, nigga Taguchi wanted to sit down with him. MVP Taguchi, bro. (laughs) First of all, the whole, the whole psychology behind it. So Maguchi, it was another condition to where he had to do so everything could succeed. He had to find a way. Because the um Yoshiki and them had a deal with the Nigerian scrapyard owner for them to stay there. That's mm-hmm. the only way like they could have stayed at a place that's not gonna be surveyed by, you know, um Kilihito because it was like a foreign a foreigner um territory. It was owned by foreigners, they're black Nigerians. Mm-hmm. So it was like that's the last place they would look for them. But luckily, Yoshiki, he always on some shit, so this nigga, he actually Saved the guy's daughter like a couple years ago mm-hmm. from like getting attacked by a gang, and then he owes older one. So like he did that favor for him mm-hmm. by letting him stay there. You listen, you you with me? Mm-hmm. All right. So now it's like he's faced with a a, a a a crazy choice right now. He's like he could be loyal to this little nigga that saved his daughter, or he can get with this money with this nigga. Achan, you feel me? Because Achan, his father is like a lead, is like a president owner of this big con- steel company conglomerate, and he that's the swipe yard that they stay in. So the he's the bastard child of um the father. The father actually has two other sons, and they used to pick on Achan or type of shit, and um, like luckily or um how you say coincidentally, you know one by one, the, each of the sons hasn't been able to um be let's say coherent whether it's like they fall into debt or they fell ill or got into an accident Mm -hmm. so you know that happens so now he's next in line to get Mm -hmm. that money and own the company just in case something happens to his father now you know what I like about that whole scenario OG it's like Taguchi is playing two scenarios on it he's like certain shit he's being truthful about certain shit he's lying about so the thing that Bro, catches me, hold on. The thing that catches me, son. The thing that catches me, OG, is this nigga gonna catch him in his lie. And at the end of it, he comes fucking clean and says exactly what the fuck it is. Let's him know, yo. 
But this was the plan. He set it up. Yeah. Who could catch that nigga in the lies? Ashen and um, who 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 be with Taguchi? Nigga Maguro that most of the time because yeah. that's his right hand man. Yeah, 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 but now that's it. Maguro seemed dead because they don't. But Maguro not dead. No, Maguro in a coma. Huh? Economy. You said economy. Yeah. Abe. Uh, what about? Yeah, everybody forget about Abe. Everybody love Abe. Nigga. Nah, because mean? Jay on some real shit like Abe not really doing much in That's the end. In, in the end, in the end, like niggas is focused on just like the league, a whole the league, the nigga different that got switch. Tatsuya into the mix. Bro, why is Abe even here, bro? He, he the nigga that got to see yo, in the mix. I'm, I'm not no, like, like at this point, like my son, he should have switched spots. Not even lying to you though. Like I feel like the manga gonna try to play Abe like on some sucker shit. They gonna make him. Fucking commit like take the L, yeah. him die, and like it leaves a sad story for killing Ito. Bro, if they was gonna do that, they would have nah, did it already though. They would have did that already. <laughs> they would have did that already. He already it's got possible, playing. but I think he would have died already. But I think he needs to be there. Hmm. But, He's like the. But the, let the me get to it, bro. Mediator. So let's get to this this chainsaw situation, nigga. I gotta finish. You 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 told the point, but you feel me? I, I ain't finished spoiling. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So now he, fa- he um Taguchi is facing the, the the surgeon, the surgeon, and the Nigerian boss of the steel mill that Yoshiki, that was his daughter, that he saved. So now he's faced with the choice. We was talking about you either he's gonna promise you once he take over the um company, he's gonna be in partnership with you and and steel and whatever manufacturing, and bam, that's bare bread. And this is your way to get in the Japanese um, business because you know it's, they so xenophobic. Yeah. So it was like for a black man, that's your way in. So he's thinking about like, damn, I could get in, or I could just be loyal to this nigga for no reason. Mm-hmm. Right. So he was like, bet if you want me to do this, I'm gonna need you to chop your arm off. Now, if you chop your arm off right in front of me with this chainsaw, you feel me? I'm gonna have to believe you. You get what I'm saying, and then I put you. I, we could reattach it at, at the at the hospital, and within the eight hours you'd be all right. As long as we reattach it in eight hours, you'd be all right. You could have your arm back and everything. So he's like, hmm. He's like, yo, this old, yo, this black nigga, this black nigga, crazy. He like, all right, bam. So what I'm gonna do? All right, wait. If I if I um put my arm in here. You just gonna um kill me off because if I if if you have a minor or whatever, and they just chop their arm off, they gonna start asking questions, and then you don't wanna risk the fact that I'm gonna tell the police or whatever when they ask me that I can't about your scrap your or, or your business. So you just gonna kill me off right here. But if I don't cut, if I don't, if I start to cut my arm off, then it's gonna show you um show Achan that you 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 was you hurt me and that's gonna put you in the wrong light with me anyway. So if I cut my arm off, you just gonna be missing out on bare breath for no reason. And you just gonna waste your um your your opportunity. So let's see what you gonna do. And the nigga start putting it and then he let the nigga like um chop his arm. He's like, hold on. Alright, I had to see if he was gonna do that because I had to see how serious you are. And then he was like, why why he's like why? If I just told you everything, why would you let me cut hurt my arm? So he was like, that too? I want to see how um how far this guy that you telling me, like how far like how like basically what type of influence he got on his his men, for him to almost chop his arm off for his nigga, you know what I'm saying for the for the cause of doing. It. He's like I want to see how you know much influence he got over his men. Basically, like, see, in the generation in the generation world where the uncle is in, for right now, 
they're in the underworld ground where it's not like on the Yakuza level, but it's like the beginning stages, entry level of that. So his men and his people are down for that kind of shit. These niggas is gonna kill you without no hesitation if the boss get the command. Right. It's over, it's clip. You know what I'm saying? But he played the fucking good role. Taguchi fin- finesse. What I liked about it, what I like about the boss too, he was saying some funny shit. What's that? He was like, you know, I choose to um, plant my seeds or whatever in the seeds of, of the youth of Japan because they're going to grow old and then they're going to start to see that, you know, we need to start doing business with him or, you know, like, I owe him a favor. He was a cool dude. And I was saying, like, yo, this nigga crazy, son. Like, this nigga really was on some R. Kelly gangster shit. So, <laughs> I got to plant my seeds in the youth that, in Japan. Uh, I was like, what the fuck? But it kind of worked because now this nigga is about to be in the partnership if at chance survives this fight. Mm-hmm. What you will. But he's going to make sure. I, yo, and in some which way or form, if something go down with Achan, he's going to protect Achan, bro. Who's going to protect Achan? Nigerian um, crime boys. Nah, Jay, he can't. You know why? Because Taguchi told him, you and your guys are not to interfere with it. So why is he no, interfering? The, 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 the grounds for the agreement was, you let my men go in untouched and unharmed. And that's why the black dudes started dipping and laughing because they, um, the nigga... When the nigga from um, Kilihito was like yelling in their face like da da da, they were just laughing at this nigga like, alright, because we they ain't touching. And remember, he was in their face at everything mm-hmm. when, when they snuck into the yard. And nigga was like, alright, little man, we out. <laughs> that nigga dip laughing. He was like, oh, these are niggas? Oh, it's about to get crazy. Black niggas like, I don't give a fuck. What that little Chinese <laughs> niggas do whatever the fuck y'all doing? <laughs> Go do your kung fu. We out. Cause no, <laughs> the nigga was like this, and the nigga the the the, the Hito nigga was like this, bro. Looking up at this nigga like, yo, I fuck you up, you fucking bad. Like, <laughs> nigga laughing like, look at this little nigga, man. Okay. <laughs> and mind you, they mad young too. He's like, look at that these little niggas, boy. Like, this nigga probably like thirty two. Like, yo, beat the shit out of you. Beat the shit. Are you lucky, nigga? Said just leave y'all alone, boy. All right, we out. It's really crazy, son. Out is like a really detailed, good story. I don't understand why we can't get a couple of new translators or get some translators to just get us the more epic parts now that we're looking for. We know it's still more to go on. Somebody help us, please. Oh, it's more, man. The niggas be playing. But hey, it is what it fucking is. So, let's talk about some motherfucking Shonen, man. We've been, like, through everything with this TLC. I think we jump-started last episode. We already up front. I ain't seen no One Piece. Sugar and me tight. Um, I saw some Demon Slayer. I saw some Black Clover. I saw some... Dr. Stone. My Hero Academy. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> and, I mean, that's why you missed Dr. Stone. Doctor Thomas Neverland, cause Chainsaw Two. I ain't in Chainsaw Two, but I wasn't even up, bro. I think I'm just starting to become like one of them high schnob Shonen fans, bro. Like, I, if it's not top five, I'm not really. 
not really trying to read it. Well, but nah, with Promise Neverland and Dr. Stone, I could never front though. Like, that was me dropping the ball. I ain't gonna lie. But Chainsaw Man, after that baby tornado shit. I mean, Dr. Stone, <sighs> real talk, Jay, gets real interesting in chapters 137 and 138 because 138 is the latest one that drops. We see a new adventure about to come upon us. 137, we're finishing off the Ibarra adventure, the conclusion of that. How my son Senku successfully gave the one up on Ibarra and made sure that he got that petrification device. I mean, that shit was crazy. That's when he jumped up on the, um... When he used the revival formula to revive the captain. Oh, yeah. And made him get the propeller to go retrieve the device. Chapter 137 starts off with Ibarra just pulling on the device trying to get a hold of it. You feel me? Oh, shit, crazy. Bro. Next. Oh, yeah, when he freaked Captain Rio. Yes, man. Rio, the Rio came through with the motherfucker. Um, the tug of war. The tug of war, where he used uh, the drone. Mm-hmm. The little um, makeshift island drone. Bro, the technology. Yo, the, just the fact that he, the homie made a drone, like, with little resources, like, bro. <laughs> like, this whole manga is fucking crazy. Five meters, three. Yo, what the fuck, bro? They tugging for life. Bro, tugging for life. Trying to get the best of Ibarra. He's still evading them. Wait, Ibarra uses a scarf to grab one of the propellers of the drone. And, wow. And then you see it's like a rope device where it's being used for the, um, for the, to control the drone. Because the control is like, the drone is like connected to a rope device that has the cables. Because I guess, you know, he can't make wireless just yet. Uh-huh. But thanks to um, homie who's good at craftsmanship, he told him how to do it. So now they're doing a tug of war. Ibarich now does a cheat of life where he throws the, his hat. Yeah, go or ahead. Or his crown or whatever. Go ahead throwing the, the cat, the petrification. Yo, this nigga got the baldy tattoo. <laughs> he wasn't expecting Ryu to go ahead now and shatter in front of him. He was like, you fool, what you doing? Son retrieved the petrification device again. But little do he know that... He broke real, bro. Nah, but don't worry because it gets better. You know, better. oh yeah, as long as she got all the pieces. It get better. The fucking earpiece for the microphone is attached to the device. So now, Senku got microphone in hand. One second. Five meters, one second. Man catches a borrow. Makes him freeze and retrieves, retrieves the device. So now he get the petrification device and then he's just getting a call from his friends over across sea at the other village. Yeah. So he was like, they asked, are you alone? He was like, nah, not this time, I'm alone. But and you see that beautiful snapshot of the princess booty right there. That's the half booty cheek right there. <laughs> That's the half booty cheek right there. <laughs> you pervy sage. I like that. <laughs> Oh, man, bro. But, yeah, now our next chapter goes into chapter 138 now. So, Senku is reviving all of his people through the revival fluid. Welcome back. 
Wait, welcome back to the team. Welcome back to the squad. Welcome back to the Perseus. How did yo real talk? This is some real like dragged out shit, bro. Cause in, in them five years, bro, they built they built the boat like this, bro. Yeah, I'm done. Coming from coming from Stone Age. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> you find something sure. a little bit more far fetched about this? It's a little far fetched, but I'm not like they they cover their ass behind with the science and the mechanics behind it. If you look it up by research, yeah, possible theories can create all of these things with the, such resources they had on the island. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah. So <laughs> I'll let it run. So now we got every like they're making revival fluid, testing it to get everybody that they need. They need cooks. They need everybody who they need to be revived. So now... So you're just leaving everybody else? No, nah, they're not really oh. leaving everybody. But come on. <laughs> I was it, just saying. You got to understand. When everybody is petrified, uh-huh. you can't just re- waste your revival fluid and just revive everybody all willy-nilly. Ginro! You got to do it smart. Ginro! Ginro is... Um, yo, my nigga Ginro back. Yo, my name just Ginro. So he gets his best friend, but he can't nah, get... Nah, because his best friend is mad mentioned? strong. He, his best friend is mad strong. His best friend got yo, energy Yo, Ginro power. almost got butt raped, boy. By a bar, remember? Yeah. Yo, Ginro really gave <laughs> his life, bro. He really gave his life. I'm bro. saying Ginro. I'm fucking bad with names. I'm talking about Chrome Chan and. Oh, um, you talking about Chrome and him? Yeah, Chrome and Kohaku. his Kohaku. Kohaku, there we go. So now. Ooh, Kohaku back too. Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I like that. I like that. Kohaku is just there, standing. Everybody else is on the ship. The <laughs> Petrification device is held. Ryoku is now going and being brought back to. Yeah. Old Man 2. Old Man Kazaki. Yeah, old Man Kazaki! If it wasn't for Old Man Kazaki, none of this shit would happen, bro. Master Craftsman. Yo, now they go ahead now, Jay, and revive Kirisama now. The girl who was working for Ibarra. Yeah. Now, Jay, I'm not even going to hold you. You could put a little bit more thought process into who you're reviving. And I would have said it wasn't a good move by trying to revive the enemy. But once you have the evil manipulator gone, why is it so easy? Or I'm just throwing in mangas in general. Like, why do they make it so easy for the enemy to become a good character now? Because, bro, niggas be evil. But Jay, I, mean, I said Jay. Drew, are they really evil though? People? Yes. Under the you never influence, really talk to people and you be like, damn, influence, you're really crazy, bro. Like, under the influence of somebody else or by themselves? Because she wasn't I mean, like that like, by herself. It was just because she was influenced by somebody else. So that's just proving the point. Nah, bro. If you could be influenced by somebody, that mean that shit was in you. Period. Hmm. For sure. What's it depends mean? on how easily you was influenced. Oh. Like if you was forced, so now, my nigga, it's different. But like, if you're yeah, just influenced, bro. Yeah, yeah, right So let's talk about this shit. So like, yeah. Talk to so, me, nigga. Yo, this shit is crazy. Yeah. So she's going ahead now, being revived, and it was like, 
why would you want me here? And he's asking her, tell me where the statues on top of the towers was tossed. Because now he's trying to revive everybody. Kohaku, Genru. Filling up on the boobies, filling up on Senku. Everybody's having a good time now that they're engaged back together. So now they're building a new device, new sound waves, so they new radio frequency so they can communicate with the people from the island. So now Senku, you've been sending us an odd message. And the signal was cut off by a much stronger one. There's a signal of interference that keeps on cutting in with the radio frequency. So now they thought that by building a new one, a stronger one, they could make the sound waves be better so that the vocals could be clear. But now there's another voice that's just coming out of nowhere. And it's more, they're thinking that it's Morse code. Nah, it's a voice. And the voice is just giving directions. 12,800,000 meters, one second. Oh, nah. Oh, no. Yeah, nigga. The device, <laughs> nigga. The device is voice activated, bro. Like, what the fuck? So, yeah, they was just like, we got to keep it away from the speaker like our lives depend on it. So now they have the device, and Senku is doing the math calculations, and he realizes that's the diameter of the whole Earth. So now they realize that the voice is fucking his voice. So what the fuck is really going on? We got another fucking Senku in the situation? All he could say is, now that gets me excited. So now we come to the conclusion at the end of part three, and about to come with the new part four when it drops. Bro. Why is it Senku's voice? Jay, is it his father? But it couldn't be his father. Because his father gone, right? It's him, bro. But wow, bro. Is it him from the future? It's him from the future. Nah. It can't be. He's trying to get back. Nah, they, they didn't get... If they if they make because wouldn't you call that time switch Jay? Well, in a sense, you all watch a lot of them alternate time um type animes, bro. Them mm. niggas, yo, you could be in the future coming back telling yourself because of this the way shit happened, doing some nice shit. It's like, bro, I don't know, bro. Too many time parallels. <laughs> then you see this nigga kind of looking like he's in stone. The way like if you look at the the artwork, it look like he's stone. Mm. So it's just I mean petrif- petrified. So it's just like, I don't know, bro. There's a lot of, like, variables that comes with even coming up with a theory, bro. Like, it's just too much, too much Easter eggs. Then you got the, you got the why at that time, right? Mm-hmm. That when they coming up with this, this frequency, right? And they looking for, why at that time? That this is the only strong frequency that's popping out at this time while the device is so close. It's only going to be two things, that there's a, a traitor amongst them that knows about all of this and is like still just hanging out there. Maybe there's somebody at the camp that's um, a traitor and try to um, infiltrate the, the, the camp. Or maybe it's just really somebody out there, bro, mm-hmm. that's just really watching them from a distance. Well, so what we getting into next year? We getting into, yeah, so, Let's bring up that promise, Neverland. Yo, Jay, this that, this chapter was getting a little bit intriguing now. The chapter ending, gonna blow your mind, dogs. So now we have the kids infiltrating into the Gracefield house. Peter Ratchery is like, they're here, huh? 
They already know that they're here. They're switching out the auxiliary power, cutting off the power, trying to make the kids get it hard for them to see and interpret what it is, right? But now we get a little flashback scenario. Three days ago, November 10, they're infiltrating New Gracefield and trying to figure out where everyone is located. So they say that it's probably in supply storage number 2B, B2. So and it was less like, yo, it makes sense, you know, they wouldn't be noticed by their when they asked what's the security looking like. Security about them is about 30 to 40 demons employed. But now, they still got more demons within the facility. So the intel from Minerva is just that he's still alive, but not really. So they're just trying to figure out, like, you know, the intel information and how many people that they have over there. But the Gracefield house now has demons that is preventing the theft of anybody, and they got over 100 employees, the sisters who was working under for them, right? Mm -hmm. So now they got, they arrive in there scoping out the scenario, and they're just figuring that the Ratari clan and the 2,000 Imperial soldiers they got to face is just going to be one hell of a task. So they just got the Imperial Army just see them posted out, scoping out the area, and they're just saying, just like they predicted, they would have the intense security anyway. So they was like, we're gonna execute the plan. We're gonna split them into three groups, into groups of three, infiltrate the whole base, rescue the kids, and then we're gonna just go get the fuck out. So that's fine. Peter already just seen diabolically, my nigga. And as he realized they're here, we know you where you're headed. We know where you're going. That's why we're gonna send extra demons to protect the children. Or so-called, quote-unquote, protect the children. <laughs> Evil-ass nigga Peter Rattrujay. Like, you, you really got to give this man the evil evil award of the month. Like, Fucking Peter Rattrujay. But little did Peter Rattrujay know the kids intended to stay at Graceville. They wasn't trying to leave or escape Graceville. Nigga said, we taking this shit over, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> The fuck you thought, <laughs> nigga? You got the lambdas finest, nigga. The greatest Bro. creation of a human brain. Jay, this nigga where did they? Where did they get time to get flash bombs? They but, got flash bombs just blinding the enemy Bro, temporarily. Because this fucking Norman, bro. <laughs> then you got Ray, aka Skinny Genius, bro. He'll probably, he'll probably. Thought about the whole guerrilla warfare tactics about getting there. All you need is plot on the Emma, bro. Long as you with plot on the Emma, bro, ain't nothing gonna happen to you, bro. It's been proven, bro. Name somebody that died while being with Emma, bro. Emma be turning shit around, bro. I was gonna that say a lucky when, the, when the guys sacrificed themselves at the um at the underground shelter. You remember? No, was Emma there next to her next to them? Jay, Jay, no, Jay, nigga, when you sacrifice themselves, bro, don't die. They sacrifice themselves. Why you just think of Ray Smart now, nigga? Ray, you and all the time, nigga. I'm with Emma, nigga. I see she got that flaw, Good, just alive. I'm trying to get out of here. Grandma Isabella was the person who had held them in. It's so weird. She was the first grandma Isabella. Grandma Isabella, right? No, she just became a grandmother. But it's like Rashi made her a grandma. Yeah, she's a grandma. Nah, nigga, that's Ma Isabella. I was trying to put the brakes on that. 
I had to chill though when she turned evil. I'm like, nah, we can't do that. She really evil though? She wasn't she wasn't capping? Yeah, bro. She is in it for her fucking freedom. And she's gonna do anything but that she raise can. her son, bro. I'm really telling you, she's just doing this because she's like, it's a way I can still help Ray out. Because that's her son. That's it. I don't know what I'm saying. Like, I wonder if she like just do this for ploy. So we come with that to the conclusion of chapter 166 for Promised Neverland. Now jumping right into it, we got the new Demon Slayer. Demon motherfucking Slayer. Nah, this shit about to be lit. How did you Tandro. feel about this chapter, Jay? Nigga, Tanjiro, a.k.a. Man with the Many Dances, <laughs> a.k.a. Chris Brown with the Chris Breezy with the Fire Moves, nigga. Bro. Jay, all 12 forms? All 12 forms done? Bro. Gotta do it till sunrise? That nigga said, who said I can't dance? First of all, first page. <laughs> who said I can't dance? First page color. Could you? We have first page color illustration, bro. Cover page, bro. Crazy, Mmm. Look at the demon slayer with the mmm. Tanjiro versus Muzan. Fully detailed colored. What I like about this. Mouthful. What I like about this cover page is like. Uh -huh. It gives you that old Shonen TOC feel, bro. Mm. Then on top of that, it's like the coloring, the shading of his face while his face moves on with the many tentacle whips, nigga moves on the light. He's just on steroids, bro. Yo, Jay, no funny shit. You know what, what's getting me a little bit upset about Demon Slayer? What? The color manga has not been up to par with the translations. They were doing a good job of keeping up, but now somebody slowed down. I don't know what the hell is going on. I need to see it in full color detail. Like, that was lit. Like, come on, people. Yo, you never know, bro. Demon Slayer now is getting up to the point where it outsells um, One Piece and Manga sells. So, Goldie G is probably getting that bread up, probably taking that older route. And whoever run it down trying to get that that, that scandalation it ain't going down. We're not doing piracy. Now, I wanted to just throw another question at you before like we get into the details of this chapter. Because Demon Slayer is just puzzling me a little bit. Because I really cannot see the story being dragged out that longer. Cause once All the, I see is dancing, bro. Jay. My nigga was dancing the whole... Fire dance! Jay. But come on, Dragon Sun Halo head dance. OG, you can't, you can't lie. Like after this Muzan fight, what? Fake Rainbow Burning Bone Summer Dance. <laughs> OG's just overhyped about the dances. Son, <laughs> dancing. Hold on, I got more for you, nigga. Everywhere you go, uh, is a fucking dance. Hold nigga. on, Juicy. I'm gonna pull up some fight scenes. Hold on, Sun Breathing Solar Haze dance, nigga. Finessing with the flame technique. Benefits of Radiance Clear Blue Sky Firewheel dance, nigga. Mind you, Rage of Sun dance, Flame dance, nigga. All of this. Fake Rainbow dance, nigga. All of this. Sun Transformation dance, nigga. So he's doing. Burn the bone, some sun dance, nigga. Like the fuck. Dragon Sun Halo head dance, nigga. Sunflower thrust dance, nigga. God damn, nigga, this nigga was dancing. How many so? He's doing all of this just going and fighting through the poison. So this is a real fucking intense fight. You feel me? Like, who you know fighting through poison, man? Oh, this nigga fighting through poison, but this nigga is going hard. Yo, you understand the conversation that this nigga Tanjiro having with himself right now. This shit is funny, man. This nigga's just saying, like, yo. Like, no, really think about it. It's an hour till sunrise. When sun when sunlight hit, moves on, he's that. 
You can't be in the sunlight. So it's an hour till sunrise. And this nigga is saying, well, I'm getting tired as fuck, but I got to just go one second to one second. And I got to keep doing these dances. Every time I do these dances, I'm hurting them more. So he was like, I'm just busting these dances. That's all he's doing. And then he says, it's an hour till sunrise, bro. So he, he literally got to dance for an hour. But yo, and he was dancing like two hours for no, like I probably got an hour prior to that. So there's a couple of things that get me in the chat. These dances are sword techniques that's hitting them, but they call them a dance because it's a, it's a, it stems from a dance that you do to praise the sun. <clears throat> Went to the Jap, well, to that little um religion or cult they had, they would um praise the sun, and then you see why because the sun is what kills the demons. And all energy. and that's why this, the 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 dance is meant for sunrise. I mean sunset to sunrise because. Is basically was um, training humans for this battle between the ultimate um, predator and that was demons. The demons. Yeah, my fault. So now I'm just bringing out a point that Muzan is just realizing that even though Tanjiro is performing the techniques, he's not as skilled as Yorichi, the person who originally did it to defeat him. The first Yorichi, the first Sunbirth. So now. Muzan is just like acknowledging like yo he's his techniques are losing his accuracy although his brain is red it's gonna revert back to normal soon because he can't like maintain that form for long but Tanjiro is just coughing up blood blood hard just still he's just like yo what the hell is going on his movements is lacking but I feel like I can't finish him off like in one hit it must be because I'm slowing down Yet, Tamako just finesse with her skills, son. Working oh, with the like poison killer. Made, made, a, made a poison, basically. Then he was like, yo, what did you do to drug me? Asking, like, her soul that he, like, took. He was like, the drug I use on you, you don't need, and I won't tell you about it. You wish. What else it does? Your multiple brains figure it out for yourself. So he's just now, like, going into the memory cells... Reading up like what he's doing, he's aging. The cells is breaking it, is like making him be- become more human, but making him age at a fast rate. So, all the time that he's been fighting for almost five hours, in other words, he's about aged nine thousand years. So this nigga's hair is turning gray because he got like jet black hair, so black at the beginning. Now he has all fucking white hair. So now. Snigatandro is still using all of the like all of the flame techniques that OG mentioned. But oh, what the fuck did he have to do? All connected. All fucking twelve forms connected. Now he gotta do it faster, more accurately, repeat the cycle until the sun come up. Done. Mind you he only got an hour left. An <clears throat> hour and some change. He got an hour. But then all the while, this poison is making this nigga age rapidly. So he calculated the hours since the poison was supposed to set. And this nigga's like, damn, I, if I'm aging 50 and that's 100 per, that's 9,000 9, years. years. <laughs> damn, I aged 9,000 years over this course of this whole fight. He was like, no wonder my shit, I'm getting tired. He's like, I'm getting tired. Like, I'm a fucking demon. Like, I can't... Like, my cells ain't replenishing as fast as I thought they once was. Like, what's going on? But, 
Yo, Jay, let me go into the next one. Chainsaw Man for you, brother. Chainsaw, we kind of fell off a little bit, Jay, so we just got to keep the people updated up from, like, I'll give them a double chapter release on this. We're going to go with chapter 56 and 57. 56 starts us off with your cop friend, man, Denji, in the restaurant with Power and the rest of the agents. One agent is telling him what to do, what not to eat. Power can't stand fucking Denji because Denji is fucking... She wants Denji to eat her fucking throw up and vomit like... <laughs> Nigga said, I'll eat your bar for 10,000 yen. Nigga, Denji is just still trying to get on it. But yet, little do we know, we have one of the people who is after Denji. And he's not even realizing it. So she goes now walking past him, going back to the table. She's never had a hamburger before. She was just like, what you just did to the target. Basically, she has a nail, and the nail is a cursed devil. If you stab someone four times, you can take their life, but you pay a great price for it. So she already stabbed him three times, and now she's going to entrust the fourth one to Tolko. Tolka the Asian guy who she's working with to try and collect the bounty on Denji because everybody's just after Denji's heart. The world is after Denji's heart after everybody just seen the fucking broadcast. It's a high reward. Stakes is high, Uncle Drew. So now she can't even hold a fucking burger because the devil of the contract of it is just taking effects on her. But as she's going through now, she, you know, she's just chilling and eating her food. Now we cut over to another scene where this bitch that I do not fucking like, Kobet, she's over here with what seems to be like, I don't know, OG, a devil hunter? Yeah. <clears throat> so they're going for ice cream now. And she's realizing that it's super good, but now they encounter another person who just comes out of them from the car. Explaining it's one of the brothers that was undercover now. Just trying to trick them. He's just telling, yeah, my buddy and my master were both killed. Damn it, y'all go find a payphone now. A payphone, all right, all right. Nigga said, a pair of idiots. Don't believe me before I flash public safety badge. Like, niggas is really out here just toying with niggas and just toying with them, son. Like, <laughs> going ahead now, Power and Denji just saying, like, I hate human. Then she just like agreeing with her just to go get some pussy on the side now. Yeah, me too. Stupid jerks. Made us patrol until 11. Bro. Then you got your son Aki that's just telling them, you know, they ain't taking us on no trip. They just using us as bait. He was like, you're right. We using you as bait to draw them out. He was like, cut the crap. She was just like, hold on, no fair. That's fucking dirty. You go now, every time you go and you guys do work, you get rewards, but I don't get shit. He was like, Power, what you want? Let me suck out a human's blood until they die. So the chapter ends by Akshan Aki just telling them, like, you can suck out all of Denji's blood when the mission is over. So now we go on to chapter 57. Uh, I was off it. Oh, you was off it? Is that what I Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, chapter, so go ahead, bring us into it then, bro, since you just caught up with us a little bit now. Oh, well, we on chapter 57, we're after the whole debacle, and 
It seems like. Bro, my shit is wild. It seemed like one of the um the agents that you were talking about undercover. He's now infiltrated. Mm. The um into the along along with the agents now yeah. to try and capture Denji and take him up. Basically, and you know he's me and Aki. And Aki's like, yeah, you don't need to push yourself, you know, to join the mission, you know, it's all right. But he don't give a damn, he's very persistent. He wants to be on this mission. So Aki's like, mm. I don't He's know. trying to trick him hard too, bro, saying to him, yo, I want to avenge my friends. I have to, please help me out. Man, Aki's like, yo, I know how you feel, but then we go to another fucking cutscene. This bitch power. Is that your car? He's like, yeah, I bought it with my own money. Pussy ass bitch. She was like, "Oh really? I've been tired of walking lately. This is perfect. Give me a ride." <laughs> Boy, she was like, "This looks like my car. Isn't this my car? Are you a thief, Powell? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, bitch, this ain't your fucking car." <laughs> and then she was like, "Tis mine." So that's the driver's seat. You want me to wash the car in your blood? Calm down. Obviously, I have a driver's license. So now we go back to the cutscene now where the agent is talking to Denji now. So he was like, so this is Chainsaw then, right? This is him? He was like, I'm a pro. I won't hold <coughs> Would you lend me your help with this mission? He was like, put it there. I don't want to touch this guy's hand. Aki's like, Denji, come on, man. And he's like, nice to meet you. I'll protect you enough for Tendo and Saru too. Then my son gets hit by a fucking car. Yes, sir. Fucking power. Leave Denji on the fucking sidewalk. Bash this nigga fucking head in against the fucking rail. And now he done all. Power just sitting there like... You... <laughs> son, power, yo, Jay. Listen now, you got to look at this for this. She is sweating. Power is sweating behind the wheel, looking at her, calm as shit now, here behind the ear. Look at Tis your car. <laughs> Tis it my fault. Like, bitch, really? Yes, Sh- it's your fault. Are you trying to shift the blame onto me, you murderer? <laughs> Power ain't shit. Then they're now they're realizing that the guy's face changed. So now they realize who he was. He's one of the three brothers and they have a contract with the skin devil. So now as far as they know, they can steal the appearance of corpses that they've touched. Yeah. Then she trying to take all of the fucking credit. Like, I knew it. Looks like I was the only one who saw through the enemy's disguise. The glory is mine alone. Denji, I avenged you. Jay, like, really, the finesse really. is real. Nah, man. son, this shit is really weird, son, because this shit is like everybody's trying to gain the power, the glory. Denji just sitting there, just trying to get some pussy in some eyes. Like, <laughs> it's just the quirkiness of it. It's like, she killed a dude without even her knowing what she was really doing. All because she, everybody, all these characters are just fueled by their own greedy desires, to be honest. Everybody really just does what they want. Mm-hmm. They all tied in together for some circumstances where they have to kill devils because in this world, this is just how the society is brought up. And this is with their skills, this is all they can do. But that's what ties them all together. But it's like, goddamn, bro. Like, they're just 
egotistical, you know, self-absorbed <laughs> characters that just wind up doing like the most craziest things for no reason, no apparent reason, bro. Like, Power driving in there with Shorty, even though that's her call. Like, why would you do that? But she just letting her do it. Just shows you like the characters and how the true to who they are. The character, you know that girl is supposed to be driving your car. You know Power's a dick. You supposed to stand up and be like, yo, this is not what we're supposed to be doing right now. But she's true to her character. She's a pussy, a pushover. Even when Denji was in that situation, she was willing to give him up just so she could save her own life. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you could tell what type of pushy, <clears throat> pussy, pushover chick this is. So now we go back to the story and situation, Jay. With pushy, pushover, pushy. <laughs> <laughs> we go back to the story now, where we have one of these guys that's in the crowd. I don't know if he's working as one of the agents, but he was like. The three brothers that have a contract that leaves two more of them, could they have already replaced any of us? So now, like, he's one of the agents is saying that they'll show each other their devils to verify their identities so that we can move somewhere quiet. The chapter comes now almost to a close where we see some guy throwing up. Where we see the guy just saying, damn, stay calm, stay calm. I don't know what the hell is going on. I can't. I could keep my cool after that. I'm gonna kill that damn fiend. Then my son goes into the alleyway, gets yoked up, murdered, and then you just see the guy walked out. He's like, everything okay, sir? You don't look so good. <laughs> Fucking assassins, man. He was just like, nah, I just, I just saw two people die in an accident. I guess a pro wouldn't puke. Then he goes back now to finish him off. Chainsaw is really getting... <clears throat> interesting because I want to see where the story is going. You know what I'm saying, OG? It's not, it's like, other than your usual shonen manga, you know what to really expect and you know how to anticipate the story a little bit and how to foresee it. But with certain manga like Promise Neverland and Chainsaw Man, you really don't know how the story can go that much because the story can always twist around. And it's a fact that for the type of comedy, the type of storyline, plot, the way these characters are designed mm-hmm. and in development, it's just a fucking surprise of why do they still, even on the goddamn show on the t- table of contents, Chainsaw Man is still being produced. It's still being made. It's probably got five more chapters lined up. I guess like this quirky, bizarre chain of events type you know, manga is now becoming popular and I'm looking forward to seeing how they're gonna do the anime because this shit is wild, bro. Like, if you watch Bungo Straight Dogs, like, I thought that was weird where the characters are just self-absorbed, you know, egotistical maniacs. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, but they, they conform with like everyday life and it's just like seeing them have to do everyday things with these type of um, personalities, mm-hmm. which you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect. But, you know, it's not practical. But it's just like, damn, bro, I wanna see that. I wanna see definitely Chainsaw Man and animation. But I really wanna get into Samurai 8 once I feel like they're not gonna cut it because, I mean, Kishimoto, he has a lot of like uh, backing. Mm-hmm. He does hold a lot of weight through his um, creations of Naruto and Boruto mm-hmm. and still doing well. But it's like, and Kishimoto right now has two titles on the table showing the contents. He has a new titles, Samurai mm-hmm. 8 and 
um, board Uto. Uto. Mm-hmm. So it's like he do hold a lot of weight over there and showing it right now. Um, you know, I definitely feel like the anime is gonna be dope. The artwork is crazy. The main character, you remind me a lot of Deku and um, what's my god, uh, Suna from Hitman Reborn, Deku from My Hero Academy. Um, it's definitely you're running the mill. Not running the mill. Let's not say that. Let's say it's definitely your shut-in video gamer type, nerd type character. So how they we, so could so could we say OG that the new samurai it is samurai it is like the new Sword Art Online, but just more a little bit more advanced with some advanced. Features? I wouldn't say it will follow Sword Art Online. Um, because the characters are too different. Mm. I mean, in both sort of online, you could say um, they're both great gamers and very confident when it comes to the game. Mm-hmm. So, for the Samurai Eight guy, um, Hachimoto. I mean, Hot. Ha- ha- yeah, his name. Let's just say Hachi. <laughs> Hachimoro, Maru. Yeah, Hachimaru. Mm-hmm. So he's like a shut-in video game away, and also he's um. He's a cripple, like he doesn't have, he has a robotic arm, a weak robotic leg. Mm-hmm. So, and he had to be in a wheelchair his whole life, so he just became good at video games. So, he was the greatest at this video game that, um, what's the guy named? The master. The cat. Yeah, the cat. I forgot his name, but he, um, he created this, this game where he was trying to find the greatest samurai. Who could take his? Who could um help him bring together the seven, eight keys so they can unlock the paradox box? Mm. But what's cool is he's a great gamer. In the game, he was number one. But he also had aspirations of doing this shit in real life. Mm. In the world, in this world, yes, you can become a samurai once you stab yourself with the knife. You show the um God Fujidono that you're worthy, and if you come back alive, he's gonna give you a um. That means he gave you a samurai body. And it's like a different type of mod, mod than anybody's body. Like everybody's like flesh and bone, but if you're a samurai, you get like a cyborg body. Yeah. So it's just like and I read that in the first chapter. And the first chapter was kind of lit, explaining how his father went hard for him. You know what I'm saying? To protect the the core from the enemy, trying to just like take it. You know what I mean? Guy was just taking the blade to see the crimson red blade, and just see, and just see its power. It was just a really good, interesting read. I want to see how Shonen will imply the characters of Samurai 8 within the new kind of Jump Force editions, you know? Because we know that we're always getting some add-ons, we're always getting new features, new characters, new listing. If Shonen puts them, if, if Jump Force puts Hachimaru in that game that just means Kishimoto definitely got his money up because Samurai 8 right now online it has a yeah. it has a strong following but I mean you can't you gotta back a strong following with some strong anime because that's what people want they want visuals or what they or would you say well yeah RJ, I can agree with you because you see we get our visuals through our anime so if it was to produce in a series now because if I could see I could definitely see the um the My Hero, I mean the the Demon Slayer effect going on where if that anime turns out to bring the um the manga into the, in a better light mm-hmm. and with great fight scenes, good CGI, good transitions, 
Yeah, definitely. I could see a, um, a, a spike going up in the sales of the manga, and it could get up there to, to be a respected title, so you could actually put that in a Jump Force. But nah, I don't. I mean, right now, if, if, if that pops into Jump Force, it's definitely Kishimoto got bread, bro. <laughs> and he got influence. Whatever that Shonen studio and the publishing, whatever, with Viz, he definitely got some type of um, pull. If I ever see that happen. But going back to like the, the samurai, so it's like you get this new cyborg body and then you become a motherfucking cyborg samurai. Cyborg samurai. Go. So it's like he wants to become that. He always wanted to become that. Because he's like crippled. Yeah. yeah. He's always yeah. within the confines of a machine. The machine is hooked up to his body so he can't exit out from the vicinity yeah, of where he It is, bro, because you can't live your life as a normal person. You can't you can't eat certain foods. You can't you gotta eat certain meals. Your water gotta probably be filtered a certain way to take out all kinds of bacteria that can fucking kill you. Like he's living a torturous life. And it's like he's thought about killing himself before, you know what I'm saying? But seeing that his father is within the situation that he's in he already took the initiative to make the self-sacrifice. And when he did that, he got the power to become a samurai. And now he was able to save his father and then just like events, you know? So I'm really waiting to see how the story progresses. I'm really waiting for it to get some more chapters before we go into more depth within it. How many chapters but, um, It's not a lot. It's probably like in its 50s. That's um, same as Dragon Ball Super. Dragon Ball Super is also going to be one of the... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm about to read all that shit. Yeah, Dragon Ball Super is definitely mm-hmm. one of those ones that we should be discussing because we're all Dragon Ball anime fans. We, we cared about it. still not down. It's still up and running. But we don't hear much talk about it. Or I don't really hear much talk about it. Because it's so mainstream. No, nah, I don't even think it's mainstream. I think people are just ready for a new anime. They're just ready for the new season of Dragon Ball Super to drop. Yeah, everybody want to see it. They don't want to read it. Yeah, that's it's the like part. like something you want to see. But we got to respect it because certain people don't read and certain people don't watch and vice versa. So for the people who, who, who watch it, get ready for it. It's been time. It's far time enough now. Like, it's 2020. We deserve it. Well, I have a question. Yeah, okay. what is your question? Netero versus Silver Rayleigh. I want to know who gonna win. Um. Now, previously we brought this up, and you know I'm going with Silver Relay, and my man Drewski Yamaguchi, he's definitely going with he's going with Netero. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, pray for him. I'm still going with the underdog. You know. I mean, you would, you would, but I don't feel like I feel like he could do it. Why you feel like you could do it, bro? That's a touch the end king, bro. You almost had him, bro. You a Hunter x Hunter fan through and through. But you almost had him, bro. Drew, first of all, Silverella is stronger than the main character of his own respected title. Now, you I, you can you can hit me with strength, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't talk about feats. Like, never, he trained the main character to even get to where he's at. And, and reportedly, this is canon. He's... Two hundred times stronger than Luffy. Now, mm-hmm. and that's just him. And knowing that information, you pull up the clip between him and Kizaru, because that's just the best reference of of a power scale we can use for um 
Silver Alley right now. Mm-hmm. So Speed of Light. Cazaro, he beats Cazaro with Speed of Light. Now, Jeez. he also obtained. He also has this observation hockey, where and let's say let's not even talk about observation hockey. Let's just talk about the scene where he crosses paths with um crosses swords with Kizaru and Kizaru uses a a light sword. No, let's just talk about the fact that Kizaru is made out of light, and while he had his foot over Zaro stomping and shit, you have Usopp and Brooke, they're trying to attack him in point-blank direction, flinging fucking shit off his uh, slingshot, this nigga Usopp, then you got Brooke poking this nigga with the sword, and they can't touch him because he's made out of light. He goes to finish off Zoro, then he pops up, bam, Rayleigh touches him. He's touching light. So in, in in One Piece, it has these these devil fruits where you can have all different type of powers. Some people can be made of smoke if you don't if you're a normal human or whatever. You can't touch him. Only way you can touch somebody is by using hockey. So this nigga hits him with the he uses hockey to touch the nigga that's made of light. Nothing happens. He crosses swords with this nigga by using armament hockey. He deflects his light and he's as fast as the speed of light because this dude is hitting him with attacks at the speed of light and he's seeing dude is with said observation hockey. All these things put into place, bro. Feats. And that's a vice admiral. That's a nigga that gave all the first generation trouble. All I can say is feats. Who he is in his title, that nigga is that nigga. Gotta give it to Netero. He is that nigga in his respective title. That's a hug. Netero is... is... That man got plans on plans of destruction. So... Natero went to the school. He's taking that man out. Took the technique. He reminded me of Garu from um, One Punch Man. Mm-hmm. He perfected the technique. Took over the school. All off of his macho man, like demeanor. Like he definitely had a certain arrogance to him that just kept him being number one. Mm-hmm. So I gave him feats where he ran the whole school, and then now he's a number one hunter where he's like. He's like a, a nuclear weapon, bro. Like when something go down, they calling him. They like association. Like, yo, you gotta do it, bro. You the only man that can do it. Mind you, now his sacrifice was not in vain. But at the end of the day, I can't accept a sacrifice. You eventually killed your enemy, regardless, still nonetheless of however long it took. But I'm still gonna also go with OG in picking Silverilla as well because. In this world of One Piece, hockey control is everything. You but niggas is going to argue that one, hockey, One Piece, that's one universe, and then we have another universe, and Hunter has Hunter, where okay. the power called Nen. So, so power control, right? Do you think that Silver is going to get touched by Natero? I nah. don't. I don't think Natero So we're going to equal good. hockey and Net. What, what was it called? Nen. 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 Now, we now if you want to compare those and say like we want, we want to cross universes, cause like all of these all these powers and stuff when it comes to that that chi and shit, it all stems from an actual theory that that involves using your mental energy and honing your body, because it all starts with a mind. Like I was telling Om Drewski before, hockey is probably just an exaggerated form of chi or just mental solitude where if somebody cuts you with a knife, mm-hmm. or you can punch through a brick using armament hockey or say that but just using your mental strength you know it's just really training your mind 
not to be hurt by this pain, by taking this pain. And then it's also training your body to a certain point where you, you have these muscles on your knuckles and then you have you, you might have more muscles on your hands where you can punch through a brick and it won't, you won't sustain such damage or that much damage as an average person who doesn't train. So it's just like, I feel like hockey is just another form of that, just solidifying your body and your mind. So, and then is also a form of like, um, chi and body um, control as well. Because it's like, when then you, you use your mind to articulate your power, everyone's power is like a, a different, a different, it's just like their characteristics basically form into a power. So like you have Netero. <clears throat> he used let's say he let me say he uses hockey to the point where he is imagery and it's like how he perceives himself. And you it's the the, the many form hand God. And it's like a thousand hands, a hundred hands or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like maybe that's how he perceives himself. Maybe he he sees himself as a god. Because he does move around with such an arrogance, even for him to try to take on the, the ant. He knew he couldn't defeat the ant. He was stepping into the fight, he knew. But it was just the fact that he knew he couldn't defeat the ant that made him feel so insecure that it's like all he knows is to, to jump feet. So if he feels scared, he's going to jump in front of danger because he don't want to seem like he's scared to himself. He always got to be true to himself. OG, I give it to you on that. But at the same time, I disagree a little bit because I feel like he knew or he accepted at certain points that there was a chance that the Ant King was stronger than him. He just had to clarify for himself. And even when you're losing in the midst of a fight, you don't really want to let your enemy know that they're really getting the upper hand on you. So you go, you can shit talk and you can throw punchlines and puns and just like insult the enemy or try to provoke the enemy just to try and just figure until you figure a way out you know what I'm saying basically get under his skin to make him do a misstep but at the end of the day the government that he was working for already had it aligned that if things went worse for worse that he was gonna do the move that he did the self-sacrificing where he where he did the rose bomb yeah he had the um the compact rose bomb in his heart yeah I get you and I said, yeah, you getting under your enemy's skin. That is, that could have been a, a move he was trying to do. But throughout the whole ordeal, like the whole fight, he definitely was just sitting there with a certain arrogance. Like he was calling nigga, you're just an insect. You're nothing to me. I'm the god. And he's just going back to flashbacks when he took over the um, the dojo and just perfecting his skill and all of the time that he used to perfect his craft. Yeah, he's like using these these feats to to, to mentally solidify or fortify, you know, his his stance. Got to give it to Miriam too because like he in the future. He acknowledged that he was like it took him <laughs> five, position. no maybe probably 10 years to perfect the technique that he's using. So, being that he's doing that He's a formidable opponent, but I still got this. But you see, Miriam is not like even trying to be overconfident, but at the same time, he's got that thrill as a villain enjoying the fight in the moment. So, I want to switch character roles a little bit because if we're not gonna say if we're gonna say that hockey and Nen can't be compared, what if we compare chakra and Nen? Would that be a more fair and suitable state? Say, for example, if I was to say Hashirama Senju. Against Netero, we're going against two. I'm still going with Hashirama. He got more than just the hands, bro. 
He got more than that, bro. He got wood style. He got this. He got that, bro. This raps. I'm just asking. He's a ninja, bro. I'm just asking. I'm just asking as a fan. Is it more fear level based to say that Nen and Chakra can be compared instead of Haki and Nen? I mean, Haki and Nen go and Chakra goes hand in hand because you could say Chakra and Nen is is basically more brothers than Haki and Nen. I say chakra and um then is like cousins. Yeah, because you're using visual visualization within your um your technique and then you're also using that visualization to actually stem into real life where then you can your your inner self projects what your power is. And with um ninjutsu, with chakra and you know, it forms ninjutsu like you can form a water dragon or you can have a, a the, the the stone pop out from the ground which form a wall or mm-hmm. mud or whatever element that's in within reach or that's your characteristic that you are um, attributed to. So it just like it's a I feel like they're more closer. They're, these are visualization going along with your mental fortitude and master your body. So who's winning in a fight between Hashirama and Nitsurama? OG. How's she wrong, nigga? <laughs> okay. Come on, I just want I just want a clarification because you didn't answer the question. <laughs> Although it was self obvious, but even still. But really, who's winning in the fight between Netero and Silver Ray? That's why we Silver Ray. I'm still going that Now Netero alright, we got we got the Netero, we got the Silver Ray. Silver Ray though, we still like beats like Okay. Lieutenant yeah. of the motherfucking Roger Pirate. Roger Pirates, bro. Second in command, awesome hockey control user. Second. Talking, yeah. Like, really. First. Roger, the captain. The nigga that got executed. So, <laughs> so he died? Yeah. They executed him. But Roger got executed through. Was he stronger? He gave himself up because he was sick and he was going to die anyway. Was he stronger in his prime? Roger? Hell yeah. So he would just spank cut Bro, he went head to head with Whitebeard. Their swords were That's both. That's the strongest nigga. No, Whitebeard was just a great pirate captain. Okay. He went head to head with Whitebeard. Both swords infused with hockey couldn't even touch, and just creating a little portal hole, whirlpool. Like, do you know how serious that is, son? The energy. Yes, my nigga. Blades <laughs> won't even touch each other, boy. That's like kung fu strong grip, man. Calm down, bro. So now we got we we acknowledging feats of him. We're not even gonna acknowledge the fact that he trained Luffy. Showed Luffy how to develop his hockey and how to make it stronger and better into what it is, making him go up against formidable opponents. Big Mom category. Even going against Kaido, even though he just temporarily lost. I think always losing. How do you train under Silver Relay and lose? It's like anybody, I'm that shit bad. <laughs> OG, don't throw shit all over, please. Nah, yeah. so that should be entertaining. How you always losing, bro? Uh, no, let's let's really think about it. Like in the times, One Piece came out way before um, Naruto, mm-hmm. and now Naruto and Sasuke are at a level where they can take out planets, and Luffy is still. Just pussy. I want to say pussy, but they never. You're not there. Well, I kind of feel like 
see, I see where you're going with this. Akura Toriyama made the Goku where you can you can create spirit bombs and destroy planets and villains if necessary. Or even go Ultra Instinct for that matter. You have your Naruto and Sasuke's that you can go Senju mode and 8 Gates mode. I say 8 Gates mode. <laughs> <laughs> what? Imagine Sasuke can go 8 Gates, nigga. Nigga, that oh is. my god! Imagine oh, Sasuke in two gates, nigga. Nah, bro. Well, Naruto don't really need eight gates. He, can, he, he got, got six paths. Yeah. Basically, sage path. Naruto, six paths, six paths. Path. You know what I'm saying? So, Luffy still hasn't gotten to that stage at Oz. I agree with you. So now what? It's like Luffy ain't get up there. He's an idiot. Is, um, it, is, is it is it is it a waste of I was really sport? saying no. Nah, I was really I was trying to get back to my fault. Uh, it was that. <coughs> sorry, Oda is like the way he's stretching the story out. You mm-hmm. can't have a character, especially like planetary destruction. It's like what else could you do to One Piece at that point? It's like you're rushing the whole universe of how they work things and how things are. So if it's to make Luffy such a power, this and that, it's like I kind of agree. Like he's staying true. He's not letting other titles. Inf- I mean, he gets influenced, but not like try to speed up the process of his story and like what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. It's like what Miro should have did with Berserk or, you know, but other titles is like he's sticking true. He has a game. He obviously has some sort of like end game. Mm-hmm. He obviously just. He sometimes I feel like he just has like ten chapters in the stash. A hundred chapters, a hundred different ways chapters. Then you go online, somebody figure out what he gonna do. He go switch it up. I feel like he really goes that hard. But especially because of that spike, because at one point only like teenagers was like really reading Shonen, and then like when you see online, like he has like forty year olds going and like, yo, bro, you should do it. Like now he's now he's noticing like he really gotta stay up, make sure he stay true to the story, make sure certain things make sense. But you could you could have one event and then that one event could turn over turn over a theory on a character that you met probably like five hundred chapters ago, and then niggas will go hard like, oh wait, so if this is true, how the hell? Uh, uh, it's like, bro. Now I can't even be mad at it, OG, because when we do see those fight scenes in animation or when we get to see them during the story, I like how Oda just don't focus on one character being overpowered because you know like. In the world of DBZ, the whole the whole world is just like depending on Goku's shoulders. You know what I'm saying? Like in Naruto's world, everyone is like depending on Naruto and Sasuke if Naruto can't come through and fulfill the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? It's a tag team effort. Goku and Vegeta same thing. But now One Piece, who is the saviors <coughs> to protect the whole world? There's no really no saviors because everybody's a fucking pirate. Everybody's just like trying to adventure out, and every crew got their own adventure. But the real savior is probably Luffy or Joy Boy. Maybe. Is it really Luffy? You won't lose, maybe. Nah, because you gotta understand the way Luffy move and his whole way of getting allies and through his charisma and just pure intent. Even though Luffy, <clears throat> he's like a gone character. It's like it's no really, no good or bad with this dude. It's just like. Real talk, he's not a good character. He's not like good, like, oh, he's a good person. Like, he's however he feels. If he feels 
niggas should take somebody treasure or whatever, like, they're going to do it. He'll do it with a smile. He'll be like, oh, yeah. And if he feels he ain't like the way somebody was treating somebody and he want to go um, run down on them, like, Luffy picks fights with Yonkos and then and the end result is, like, he's um he saved the whole town or some shit, but it wasn't on some, I got to save these people. It was just on some pure, yo, I don't like this nigga. He got to go. I don't like the way he's treating the people. He know, bro. It don't even be on that, bro. (laughs) The nigga can't... No, it'll be on some... Oh, and and the number one thing, if you hurt one of his friends, his his team, Uh you fuck with anybody, like, nah, that's my friend. That's how niggas be getting it. It won't even be, no, I'm trying to save people. Like, no. No, that's my nigga. Oh, it's you? All right, bet. That's it. I kind of feel a little bit different because Luffy be that same person where he see the children suffering and want to be saving the children. Um, Yasuo's daughter, when he seen when she seen her father get executed on the cross, like she's just smiling and just crying at the same time. But Luffy didn't see that shit. That was a flashback. No, it wasn't a flashback, Jay. It was when it was when Zoro was there and Zoro saw it. And Luffy heard about the situation and what happened. Nigga was tight and pissed like all oh, hell. Like he wanted to really make fucking Kaido suffer. This is when he's fucking first fighting Kaido for the first time when Kaido was in before Kaido. But that's his Kaido. friend though, right? Somebody who he's willing to help out. No, nigga. When Luffy identifies you as his friend... He'll go raw for you. Listen, that shit, he don't care, bro. That's the only thing that, uh, that's like the hack that keeps Luffy looking good in a in a, in a positive light. Like, he always meets somebody like, oh, you my friend. <clears throat> oh, let's go. You fed me? Oh, you my friend. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a real powerful dog. One Piece don't discriminate when it comes to power uses. Everybody's just like unique in their own way. I like mangas like that. They don't show like overpowered people. They show you the difference in everybody's abilities and whatnot. What manga is not like that? Huh? That one manga is not like that. It'd be like overpowered people, but they don't be like, they don't drag it. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I hate the mangas when they, I mean, um, the animes when niggas be dragging out all the dialogue, like, like, bro, like. Like the Freezer saga? Oh, and yo. That shit, that one fight scene was like two hours. <clears throat> oh, talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit was crazy. Watching Goku was powering up for like 30 minutes. Oh, I Allowing Freezer to power up to his maximum. I feel like he wanted that shit, bro. Yo. We really need some new DBZ animation, son. The Brawley movie was nice to hold us over for the moment, but now we're ready for the new seasons and the new story. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's your boy. OG Bobby. XX. It's your boy Away Radio. We signing out. Thank you for coming out. See y'all a little later.